welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. Good morning, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that video. Some great stories from some good-looking roosters there. If you agree, why don't you just uh, jump on the chat and let us know. But uh, morning, everyone. It's great to have you on Gateway Online again this week. Today's an exciting day for many reasons, but I want to give you just four. Firstly, today's Pentecost Sunday. It's the church's birthday. 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit was poured out, the gospel was preached, and the church was birthed. Happy birthday, church. Secondly, it's our first day of Gateway Beyond Month, and this is a really exciting month. We haven't been celebrating it for 2,000 years, but it's been a really exciting time for me over the last 16 years as we've just celebrated all that God is doing around the world through Gateway Beyond. And thirdly, it's the start of a new series today called The Ends of the Earth, and we're focusing on Jesus' last week words to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. I want to encourage you today. There's a way that we can all be part of that. And lastly, we are one day closer to all being back together in our five campuses. Who is excited about that? Hey, why don't we uh, pray together this morning as we get ready to open God's word. God, I do want to thank you for Pentecost I thank you that you were faithful to your promise and you poured out your Holy Spirit on ordinary men and women, young and old. And your church was birthed and the gates of hell has not been able to prevail against it. That through the generations, the gospel has been passed on. And in this generation, we have known your goodness and your grace. And today, as we read Jesus' last words, would you help us to take a hold of them in our heart and to obey them courageously? I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to ask you today, have you ever been sent home? You know, normally when we get sent home, we're not sent home with good news. Some of you will remember a time when you were sent home from school with a detention or a suspension or a report card that you didn't want to mention. It wasn't good news. Some of you have been sent home from work because you were sick or because sadly your services were no longer required. And I know in this season there's far too many people in that boat and we're going to keep praying for you that you'll be back at work soon. But it's not good news when we get sent home from work. You know, once when I was 11 years old, I got sent home from the hairdressers because I had a head full of knits the size of grasshoppers bouncing around in my hair. And the hairdresser, mid-trim, with scissors in her hand, screamed at the top of her lungs and I wasn't sure whether she just cut something that she wasn't supposed to cut or whether she was about to cut something that she wasn't about to cut but instead she just called all of her hairdresser friends over and said have a look at this these knits are huge I've never seen anything like it 
You know, I thought I was going to get sent into quarantine for 14 days or sent to the CSIRO for research. But instead, she just sent me home to my mum to nuke the nits in my head. And I'm telling you, that was not good news for two reasons. It was Thursday night and half my school was hanging out at the shops and I had to walk through the shopping centre with half a haircut. And secondly, it meant a return of my mum as my hairdresser. And my mum up until that point was queen of the bowl cut. She simply just put a bowl on my head and snipped around and said, that'll do. And so for the first 11 years of my life, this was the only haircut I ever had. Have a look at this photo on the screen. The bowl cut. Maybe some of you have had a corona bowl cut from your mum in the last few weeks and you know a little bit of my pain. But normally, when we get sent home, we don't get sent home with good news. We get sent home with bad news. But as, as we read Jesus' last words and the story of the church being birthed, I, I want to encourage you today that all of us have actually been sent home with some good news to share. And we can all be part of sharing that good news wherever God has sent us. So if you've got a Bible, open up to Acts chapter 1, and uh, we'll start at verse 3, and these are some of Jesus' last words. It says, After his suffering, that's Jesus' suffering on the cross, he presented himself to them, that's the disciples, and he gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. They knew he was alive. They saw him. They ate with him. They put their fingers in the holes in his hands and his feet. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and he spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered round him and they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. Let me just pause there before I finish. Every time Jesus is asked about dates or times, whether it's restoring the kingdom of Israel or whether it's uh, the dates and times of his coming again to earth, Jesus' response is always, I don't know, you don't need to know, only my Father knows. What's really important is I am coming again as king and in the meantime, get on with my mission. That's all I'm going to say about this, but this is the mission. Verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And it goes on to say from that point, Jesus ascended to heaven right before their eyes. You know, this mission of being his witnesses to the ends of the earth, you know, seems almost impossible in this season when our borders are closed and we can't venture too far from home. But this morning, I want to encourage us with four really simple ways 
but powerful ways. I believe we can all be involved in the mission of Jesus in this season. And I want to try and illustrate it in four really simple ways so we actually remember it for the next 40 days and we put it into practice. Firstly, wait on God while you wait at home. You see, if we go back to verse 4 there, you know, it, it says that he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and he proved to them that, you know, he was alive. And then he said to them one time when they were eating, don't go anywhere, stay home, stay in Jerusalem and wait. And then you'll, the gift of the Spirit will come. Waiting 40 days is actually a common theme in Scripture. He says to the disciples, wait. And they've been waiting with him for 40 days. It's a common theme in Scripture. When God asks his people to wait, he is preparing them for a greater outpouring of his power. We see it right through the Bible. Genesis chapter 7, Noah builds the ruby princess in his backyard and he loads you know, his family and a few animals on board and they wait for it to stop raining for 40 days and when they finally emerge, they've got a new uh, beginning with God and a new promise from God that he'll never flood the earth again. Moses met with God on Mount Sinai for 40 days while the people waited in their temporary homes at the base of, of the mountain. And while he, he's up there, he meets with God. And as he descends you know, down the mountain, he has 10 commandments from God in his hands. He has a promise from God in his heart that, that God will do wonders in this nation that have never been seen before in the world. And his face is so radiant with the glory of God that people had to turn away from him because there was this power of God that was all over him. Elijah fasted 40 days when he's despondent and he's depressed and he thinks his life is over. And as he waits on God, God speaks to him, not in the earthquake, not in the wind, not in the fire, but in a gentle whisper. And he says, Elijah, victory is at hand. And we see that Elijah never faces death. Goliath taunted the army of Israel for 40 days until a scrawny shepherd boy named David turned up with a sling and a stone and the power of God. And that giant went down and the Philistine army was defeated and Israel was free. Jonah preached to a city full of people he didn't even like, the worst sermon in the history of the world. And they fasted and they waited on God for 40 days and they saw revival in that nation. Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River. The Spirit descends on him, immediately leads him into the wilderness to wait for 40 days before he begins his ministry. But when he returns, the power of the Spirit is on him in such a way that people are amazed at the way that he heals the sick and he casts out demons and he teaches with such authority that has never been seen before on the face of the earth and has changed the earth ever since. And the disciples wait for 40 days between Jesus' resurrection and his ascension. And there is such an outpouring of the power of the Holy Spirit after that time 
that the gospel is preached by a coward to the very people that crucified Jesus. 3,000 people get saved in one day. The church is birthed and the gates of hell have not been able to prevail against it for the last 2,000 years. I'm telling you people, when God calls us to wait on him, he is preparing us for a greater outpouring of his power. Do you know from today, from Pentecost Sunday, until stage two, restrictions are lifted and we go into stage three and we're able to venture a bit further from home and all of our ministries, many of our ministries, are able to get relaunched. There's exactly 40 days. And I believe that God is calling us to wait on him in prayer and to believe for a greater outpouring. My question is, what are you doing while we're waiting at home? You see, we can binge on Netflix or Nutella or Neapolitan ice cream or no-name chocolate chip cookies. I tell you, I have been filling bowls with no-name chocolate chip cookies and whipped cream during COVID-19. It is good gear. But you know, Jesus' first followers, they weren't constantly eating cookies. It says in verse 14 that they constantly joined together in prayer. This is what it says. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And I believe God's calling us to do the same. I believe he's calling us to wait on him in prayer. We can't gather together in the upper room, but we can gather together on Zoom and pray. And we're going to do that for the next 40 days, starting tomorrow, 7 a.m. every morning for 40 minutes, for 40 days. We are going to pray together for a greater outpouring of power in our community, our nation and our world. I really want to encourage you to follow the link and be part of this, even if you can just do one prayer meeting a week for the next 40 days. God's going to do something good. You know, there's this great picture, the end of the Bible, Revelation chapter 5, when the church is going through a really difficult time, actually much more difficult than the time we're going through right now. Death rate was huge in the church. And they're starting to wonder, is God's power still at work in the world today? And God gives them this great picture of a bowl in heaven with all of the prayers of the saints. And it's this picture of every prayer that's prayed is heard in heaven and it's collected in a bowl. And God promises that there will be a day when all of the prayers of the saints will be poured out on the earth and power will move from heaven to earth. And I want to encourage you today that every prayer that you pray in this season while we're waiting on him is collected in a bowl in heaven. And there will be a day in God's perfect timing where he pours out that power on the earth. Your prayers will mean power moves from heaven to earth. Hey, let's wait on God in prayer while we're waiting at home. Secondly, and this one's much more personal and individual, we can actually be filled with power from heaven at home. Have a listen to what happens. Jesus' last words were, wait until you receive power from uh, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then after Jesus' ascension, we see it recorded in Acts chapter 2. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, 
They were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They were just sitting in a house. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And listen to this. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. We see you don't have to be in a special place to be filled with power from heaven. You don't have to be in a chapel. You don't have to be in a temple. You don't have to be in a special place. You can be filled with power from heaven at home. They were sitting at home when the Spirit came, just like you are right now, and you don't have to be a special person to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit just came on certain people at certain times for certain tasks. But in the Old Testament, God promised a day would come when that would change. Among many of the other prophets who prophesied about this, the prophet Joel said this, he says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. Just in your lounge room right now, just say, those days. On Pentecost Sunday, tongues of fire came and just rested on every person. Not just certain people at a certain time for a certain task, but all of them were sitting in their house and, and fire came from heaven and rested on each of them. And there was such a powerful encounter that all the people that were watching in the hours that went uh, by afterwards thought that they were drunk. They couldn't work out what had happened, what the power that had transformed these people so much. And Peter stands up and says, these people aren't drunk. It's only nine in the morning. But this is what Joel prophesied about. This is what he said would happen. The, those days that Joel talked about are these days. You know, those days when, when the Holy Spirit would be poured out on all people at all time is these days. You know, those days when the Spirit would be poured out on men and women, young and old, would prophesy and would dream dreams are these days. Those days that Joel prophesied about two and a half thousand years ago are these COVID-19 days. You can be filled with the power of heaven while you sit at home. Those days are these days. You see, we continue to wait on God in prayer, but we're no longer waiting for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come and he's been poured out into the lives of believers. And God is not reluctant to pour out his Spirit into our lives to fill us up to overflowing. There is no reluctance from God to pour out the Spirit into our lives. The problem is we allow some things in our lives that restrict God filling us to overflowing with His Spirit. And I wonder if this season, this next 40 days, is just a great time to get rid of, to remove some of those things that restrict the flow of God's Spirit in your life. You know, for some of you, it might be 
unforgiveness. It's just time to chuck it away. For others, it's immorality. And it's just time to turn around. For others, it's bitterness and hard-heartedness. And it's just time to remove it from your life, to name it for what it is. Now, some of you just need to name busyness for what it is. It's distracting you from God. Some of you, you know, are just you've realized in this season you've actually been apathetic towards God and it's time to go. And some of you, you know, you've allowed simple things like sins that we think are okay, like gossip, to fill your life. And they actually restrict the flow of God's spirit. But as we remove those things from our lives, God fills us afresh to overflowing. I believe this is a season where God is pouring out his spirit afresh on people. We're living in a season where the church has got more content to communicate to our community than ever before. But my question is, does the church in Australia have more power than ever before? Are we living in the overflow of the power of God's Spirit? You see, the church was, was on Pentecost was born in a blaze of glory. I mean, Peter preached a great message. I love his message. Great content because the gospel is the best message on planet Earth. But it wasn't just a great message that saw 3,000 people saved. It was a demonstration of power by a man who was simply filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and it changed him from being a coward to someone who could stand up and say, this Jesus that you crucified has risen from the dead and is Lord of all the earth and you need to repent and be saved. I'm not saying this is a time to point the finger at anybody else but to actually look inside ourselves and say, is this a time to get rid of, to remove some of the things that are stopping the flow of God's Spirit in our lives that we might be filled to overflowing? There might be an overflow of His power in our lives like we've never seen before. Thirdly, we're all sent home to shine a light on Jesus. You know, Jesus' last words were, you'll be my witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And it just so happens that on this day of Pentecost, it was actually the beginning of a Jewish feast. And it was a day, you know, when, when the Jews from, that are scattered throughout the earth would gather together in one place and they would remember the festival of first fruits, the way that God had delivered them into the promised land and he'd given them a fertile soil where they could grow great crops and they could provide for their families. It was a great celebration. And God knew at this point that there would be people from all over the known earth. That's why it says in verse 5, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And as the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, they actually started to speak in each of their languages, in their heart language, their native language, so everybody could understand the message of the gospel. And you see, there'd be a time in the future 
where, where God would actually call particular people to actually go into a different culture, learn a new language and share the gospel in a place far, far away in the ends of the earth. But do you know the church was actually birthed on this day as people simply heard the gospel in their own language and went home with good news. There'd be a day where people would be sent to the ends of the earth and we're still sending people to the ends of the earth through our gateway beyond uh, ministry and we're going to hear some great stories over the next four weeks of just ways that God is at work in, in nations around the world. You see, some of us are actually sent to deepest, darkest Africa to shine a light on who Jesus is, to share you know, what we know and what we've seen about Jesus. But we're all sent somewhere to share the good news with someone. And just like when the church was birthed, many of us are simply sent home to share good news. Jesus has given us a great message and he's called us to do good works in our community to shine a light on who he is. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to simply shine a light on who Jesus is in our community. And we do that. And some of us have, have been seeing some new ways to do that in this season. They've always been there. But we're seeing some new opportunity to reach out to our neighbours, to bless our neighbours, to share what Jesus has done in our lives in our neighbourhood and to see our communities blessed. You know, Jesus made it really clear when he spoke to his first disciples. He says, you never light a lamp and put a bowl over it. That'd be crazy. Why would you do that? Nobody can see the light if you put a bowl over it. But you, you actually put a light out on its stand for all people to see. So it lights up the whole house. The whole hill is, 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 is lit up with homes as people light their lamps. And I just believe this is a season for some of us where it's time to take that bowl off the lamp. You actually know that you've been hiding the light of Christ from people around you and not letting people know that you're actually a follower of Jesus. And this is a season, and this next 40 days is as good a time as any to lift that bowl off and let people know that you're a follower of Jesus. You know his light and his love in your life. And one of the ways that we shine a light in our communities, in all of our campuses, is through our Gateway Care Ministries. And that was a great... Um, video today just here in the way that together we can actually shine a bright light for the love of Jesus in all of our communities in this season. And this is a difficult time to ask people to give. I feel really difficult asking people to give in this season. But I also know that giving generously to bless those in need in the community has always 
always been a mark of the church filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what it says in Acts chapter 2. It says, All the believers were together, had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone in need. You see, your giving to Gateway Beyond actually keeps the light burning in our community that people can see that there is a God in heaven who loves them and cares for them in their time of need. And that's why I want to encourage you to give generously. Together we can shine a bright light on the love of Jesus in all of our communities as we give generously to Gateway Beyond. Lastly today, fourth thing that we can do, and this is, I think, the simplest of all, we can welcome people into our home and invite them to a heavenly home. You know, this is what it says in Acts chapter 2. It goes on to say, They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is not complicated. This is not rocket science. You don't have to be a biblical scholar. You have to be able to eat together with people in your home. Share your life in such a way that they actually enjoy being with you. We see it in Jesus. We see it in the early church that we can actually welcome people to our table, share our lives with them and help them to know that they have a heavenly home. I want to ask you, who are you welcoming into your home in this season? I, I don't know what it is that you want to share with them. Maybe like me, you've been eating far too many Doritos or chocolate chip cookies, or maybe you want to invite them to sit and watch Gateway Online and eat some popcorn. I mean, what an incredible way to do church. You know, I don't know what it is that you want to share uh, with those that you welcome into your home, but what I want to encourage you to do, whatever food you share, just share your life, share your faith, and help people to know that there's a God in heaven who loves them and welcomes them home, and always will. You know, I um, had the, uh, the privilege of just running into uh, a guy at the sh my local shops in the last few weeks. In fact, I ran into him uh, about three times because I just begged Susan to do the shopping. It's like there was a time there where there was nowhere else you could go. And so I'd say to Susan, surely there's something that you need at the shops that I can go and get just to get out of the house. And I ran into him a few times over a couple of weeks. And he just reminded me of the story that a few years earlier, we'd actually sat across a table in that very shopping centre. And I shared my faith with him. And I had the privilege of leading him to Jesus in that shopping centre. And he was just telling me the story of the way that Jesus has changed his life, changed his family, and how he's now sharing uh, about Jesus with those on, on building sites around this city. And it just filled my heart with incredible joy in this season to see what Jesus has done. And it reminded me that we have a mission that takes us around the world but it actually begins around a table. 
begins around a table as we invite people into our lives to eat with us. You see, some are sent to the ends of the earth, but we're all sent home to share some really good news. I reckon we can all do these four things over the next 40 days. I believe we can all wait on God in prayer and believe for a greater outpouring. I I believe we can all remove some of the things that are restricting the flow of the Holy Spirit in our lives and see a greater outpouring in our own lives. I, I believe that some of us, it's just time to take that bowl off your light and let people know that you're a follower of Jesus. And I just believe this is a season we can all welcome people into our home, sit around a table, share our lives, share our faith and see people come to know Jesus. You see, the mission of God exists wherever the worship of God does not. The mission of God exists wherever the worship of God does not. Because the vision of heaven is people from every nation, every people, every tribe, every language worshipping the risen Jesus who has saved them from sin and death. You see, our mission is to share the good news of Jesus, but the vision of heaven is a multitude of people worshipping Jesus before his throne. This is what it says. This is the vision of heaven. Take a hold of this. We get a glimpse of it in Pentecost, but the vision of it is in Revelation chapter 7. It says, After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God whose sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell face down on their faces before the throne and they worshipped God saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. That is the vision of heaven a multitude of people from every nation, every language, every people group, every tribe, everyone is welcome. A multitude that's too big to count. But this is the good news today. You're invited to be in that multitude. If you're sitting there and you're going, I have sinned too greatly. My sins are too much. God would never receive me. The first people that heard the good news of Jesus were the very ones that crucified the Son of God. And when they realised what they'd done, they cried out to Peter, what can we do to be saved? How can we be saved? And this is what he said. He says, repent and be baptised every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit just like these people have. This promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. You know, those people that are far off, that's you and me. That's us in Australia, the ends of the earth. And maybe today God is calling you and you've heard his call for the first time. And yet you know that you are welcome. You see, it's good news 
Jesus Christ died on a cross to forgive your sins and God raised him from the death to give you new life. And the promise in Acts chapter 2 is the same promise for you. Repent, turn from your sin and choose to follow Jesus. Put your faith in Him for the forgiveness of your sins. I'd love to pray with you today if that's uh, the prayer in your heart. If today you just know God is calling you into a personal relationship with Him. You want to put your faith in Jesus and what He's done for you on the cross. You want the Holy Spirit to fill you with power, to give you new life. I'd love to pray with you right now. I'd love you to push that button and just to let us know that you've prayed that prayer. But if that is the cry of your heart today, whether you've never prayed it before or you haven't prayed to God in a long time, why don't you pray with me right now? The words are on the screen. It says, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I turn from everything that I know is wrong and choose to follow you. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and promise me new life. Please come into my life now so I can know your power and your grace forever. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, why don't you just let us know by pushing that button and uh, helping us to connect with you today. And why don't everyone on the chat just uh, celebrate with all of heaven right now as people put their faith in Jesus. You know, Pentecost was a picture of heaven, just a little glimpse. And I hope today as we finish this service, don't, don't tune out yet as we finish this service that we might get just a little glimpse of heaven today. And then I want to pray for us as a church as we finish declaring together in all of our campuses and all over the world how great is our God. Just catch a little glimpse of heaven this morning. God bless.
Multitude of people from every nation, every tribe, every language, every people group, all healed by the blood of Jesus. There will be no more sickness, no more suffering, no more plagues, no more death. We'll get to worship Him forever. We will love being together. We will love being with Him. But right now, we've got a mission to get on with. So that that multitude grows, that there be more people because of what we do, because of the way that we pray, because of the way that we give and the way that we share the good news that Jesus has given us. If you want to be part of that church as we begin this Gateway Beyond series, would you just stand with me right now? Stand in your lounge rooms, stand in your backyard, I don't care where you are. Let's just stand together and say, I'm in. I want to be part of the mission from heaven. I want to be part of seeing the vision from heaven realised. Would you stand with me right now? Just receive. God, you are so good. You are so great. We could sing about your goodness and your greatness in every language under the sun and it still not be enough still not encapsulate how good you are to us, how great and wonderful you are. God, we do declare today all over this city and all over the world, you are the great God, maker of heaven and earth. In you, Jesus, is our salvation for all eternity. God, in this season, in this gateway beyond month, in this next 40 days, as we get ready to relaunch ministries, God, would you fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit? Would you give us a perspective from heaven? Would you help us to see 
with your eyes what you are doing in the world today. And God, would you give us courage to be obedient, to shine a light for the gospel, to help more and more people see who you are and how good you are, how great you are, and that more people would be saved, and more people would be in that multitude one day. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this as we're streaming this service, but I'd love our worship band right now just to sing that chorus again in all those languages. It did my heart good. I hope it did your heart good. If it's possible, Marky, can we lead the team in making that happen? Come on, let's finish today. Just declare how great is our God. Let's do it together. you've been blessed by this message. If you have made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to encourage you on your journey. Help us to help you by going to gatewaybaptist.com.au and clicking Get Connected.